Good day, everyone. Good day, beloveds. It is Mami Sidiya Prajnaparamita, priestess of the seven great mothers of the universes. Today is Oracle Wednesdays, and today's oracle is the Triple Crescent. Now, this is not the Triple Moon Crescent, defined and introduced by Robert Graves. This is a Triple Crescent. I'm going to explain what this doctrine or tenet is within the cosmology of the seven great mothers. It is a doctrine of reincarnation on a macro and micro cosmic scales, on a large scale and a personal one. I'm going to read a dream that I had back in 2016 that hints at this, and it has taken about four years for me to understand or come to the place of understanding what the dream was about. After the dream, I'm going to read the transcript of the oracle straight through. At the end of the transcript, I will go back and elucidate some of what was revealed just so that you can have a clear understanding as to why it's different, why it's not a triple moon, or why the triple crescent is not the triple moon as it is defined in women's and goddess spirituality first introduced by Robert Graves. There is a short prose that I will introduce or go over briefly by John Halstead in his exploration of the original text that Robert Graves did not completely translate with regards to his exploration of the white goddess and the triple moon symbol. This is not to invalidate the symbolism that has been supportive of anyone's process. This is an introduction to a symbol that is a part of a re-emergent tradition. So when something is re-emergent, the understanding, the origin, the understandings of what the symbol means always comes with it. So that is what this is. So without further ado, let's get started. This dream comes from January 31st, 2016. This image comes at the end of a dream. So the image I have sketched here is the triple moon symbol with a round pearl in the middle of the circle, the middle circle, which is symbolized as the full moon. And this is the dream as follows. I was in a library going through some books I'd returned to the bookshelf because I couldn't carry them with me or they'd lost relevance to me. The goddess book I returned had several transparency sheets with copied information I'd made as notes for reference. I began going through those sheets because the information on them was important for my upcoming journey. The image I drew with the crescents was the most important piece of information I needed. It is drawn correctly as I saw it in the book. The pearl in the circle part was white and it represented the child embedded within the womb. I refolded this sheet, placed it in my purple backpack, and flipped through the rest of my notes. There was another sheet that contained a direct copy of a page in the book that showed pearls, single pearls, all in a variety of colors, each symbolizing something of significance. I took only what was of value because the author's interpretation was inaccurate. 
the image of the moon crescent meant something different in truth than it does as women have made it out to be. That was the dream from January 31st, 2016. Now, there are a lot of things within the women's and goddess spirituality or circles that have not been of benefit for my growth and development, and that's normal. Not everything is going to work for everyone. What I appreciate about this dream is that I was preparing for a journey, an upcoming journey, and that bit of information was necessary. That wasn't clear to me at that time, but it's very clear to me now. I will go through the transcript of the oracle that was provided to me during ceremony by the mother of oracles. This is dated January 9th, 2021. I'm seeing the Triple Crescent. The Triple Crescent is the emblem of the priestesshood of the Seven Mothers. It's the Triple Emblem that grounds the Seven. It grounds the Seven, or Seven Columns. The Seven Columns topped by the Triple Crescent. And the Three Crescents have a star in the middle, like a flash of light in the middle. And it grounds the seven columns because it represents the different phases of the mothers, which is not maiden, mother, crone. The mother that is the usher at the gate between the souls and the living. Then you have the mother that cultivates and nourishes the soul, like the gardener, because the mother is tending to the garden. The third stage is the one who ushers the souls back into the realm beyond. Those are the three stages, birth, life, rejuvenation because the death is going back in to be rejuvenated so that they can reincarnate again birth life rejuvenation birthing is the first birthing of one's true self nourishing oneself rejuvenation returning to the source in preparation for returning to source the first level is the blueprint the second level is stages of initiation within the house. The third level is rejuvenating oneself as you grow. So you've got the Archi, the first stage, putting it into practice, the second stage, and then your soul's rejuvenation, the third stage, like a tic-tac-toe board or a rubric's cube. Archi manifests rejuvenation, stages of initiation, growth, and transition. You also experience this individually, through lifehood as a priestess and individually. This is a rejuvenative principle. Someone left it in plain sight, like the Black Madonna, because they knew humans were prone to deterioration, because they would forget to rejuvenate often along their lifelines. If you go too long without engaging this process, you become more removed, far removed from source. The triple crescent is three stages of the light. So it's not a triple moon symbol. It's a triple crescent because you can have a crescent in the solar eclipse. Three stages of light, three stages of life, birth, nourishment, rejuvenation. Three stages of the light, like the eclipse, when you have the part that looks like it's a ring, the diamond ring effect, that's the middle stage. Because in the symbol, you have the star in the middle crescent. What that star 
what that light represents is the new dawn. So the triple crescent is the three stages of light representing three mothers, the rebirth, the cultivation or nourishment and rejuvenation, the wounds of light. So if we're looking at an eclipse, the darkness of the moon could represent Nova, the new consciousness entering into a body of light, the three stages of light. It's like the three wombs, it represents the three wombs, and it's in the middle stage that the soul is nourished. A triple crescent represents cycles of re-emergence, so it's more closely related to the divine birth priestesshood than the triple moon concept. It's a cyclical image, the cycles of light and cycles of the new dawn, the cycles of dawn. It's representing the bringers of the dawn, and the dawning is the new beginning. So that is what the triple crescent represents. The three crescents over the seven represents the cyclical reemergence of the seven, the cyclical reemergence of light, and the cyclical reemergence of the seven. That's what it means. The triple crescent also represents the cyclical nature of souls. It's a doctrine of reincarnation as well. It's the ancestral mothers reincarnating and their codes to reincarnating. That's also what it means. It's a symbol of reincarnation. It symbolizes reincarnation as well. The three mothers that embody or represent the Triple Crescent are Solaris, the guide to beginning of the journey, the one that prepares you. Sylvine is the nourishing one, the teacher, the gardener. Mater Maris is the rejuvenative one. Nova permeates throughout all three. She's the process because she is the consciousness. So yes, there's a lot of repetition. That's normal. I want to go over certain key points of this transmission. There's a part with regards to the seven, or how the emblem grounds the seven, or that there are seven columns, both at the beginning and towards the end of this oracle. It's the doctrine of the seven, so it represents their ways of self-replication, reincarnation. This is just one of the many symbols that they utilize as a mnemonic device. There's an image that I painted of a tree with a six-pointed star above a menorah, a seven-branched menorah, and on both sides, each of the sides of the tree is a crescent. And at the top of the tree, which is at the top of the star, which is the top of the menorah, is another crescent. And then behind this tree is a pillar of light. This image was sketched over the summer of 2020. I didn't quite understand the connection between that and the dream and now this, but now I do. I was also told last summer that the image is a mnemonic device. So this is one of the ways that the mothers bring forth their information so that as this gets passed down, it's stored within the memories of their descendants. Now one may think, oh, that sounds a lot like the maiden mother and crow aspect. It sounds like it, but it's not. 
the birth, preservation, and death. Similar, but it's not the same. The birthing, the preservation, is more or less about nourishing your soul, nourishing your path, your growth as an embodied spirit. Now, the death part is not death when we're looking through the lens of the cosmology of the seven mothers, because it's not death, it's rejuvenation. That's all it is. You're leaving behind the body, you're rejuvenating your soul, and then you're coming back to accomplish the next task. And so, through this particular cosmology, that's what that means. You come into being to establish the cosmology of the mother's your nourishment of yourself as you establish it, as you put it into practice, as you ground it, and then you rejuvenate. It's like taking a rest. Oof, okay, now I'm going to come back and continue so that I can preserve this process. This rejuvenative principle also applies to the rejuvenation of the environment. So the cyclical nature of the soul rejuvenating itself is so that it can help to rejuvenate the planet. So this cosmology that is coming forth or understanding this triple crescent through this cosmology, through the self-replication of the mothers, the rejuvenative factor is in rejuvenating the environment as well. You know, as your instrument gets a bit rusty, you tune it up a bit. So that's what the soul is with regards to rejuvenating. It's a tune-up for the greater good, not just yourself because you do benefit, but also for the environment. That's what it is. So it's not a death in the sense of a transition and then that's it. Within this framework, that's what the rejuvenative aspect means. It's a cycle. It's a cycle of continuously coming into being. I use the eclipse as an example because that's the image that kept coming up during the ceremony. It's a cycle of light, different stages of light as opposed to stages of the moon. It's stages of light to also represent stages of your essence because your soul is made up of light. You're a light being. Also represented in cycles. The cycle of being embodied and then going back, take a breather, to come back and do the, the work again. Now some might think, well that's, you know, that's not all that great. You have to continuously come back and struggle and suffer. That's, that's not the case. It's not about the suffering of being in life. If you're looking at it through the lens of the cosmology of the seven mothers, then it takes on a very different meaning. If you understand what being embodied means through this cosmology, then the amount of suffering that may take place decreases tremendously because you understand why you are here. So it's like it's like being a gardener, attending a garden. And there's a rotation of who comes to tend it, who goes to take a rest, and then you come back and then you tend your part of the garden that you're assigned. So that's what it is. That's what the triple crescent is within this framework. So it's not a triple crescent moon, it's a triple crescent of light. 
different stages of light. Now the mothers that I mentioned that represent the different crescents, they will be introduced in the upcoming podcast. All of the seven mothers will be introduced and expounded upon in upcoming podcasts of Oracle Wednesdays because their natures were revealed through the mother of oracles. So although you have a triple crescent that represents the work of three of the seven mothers, there is still the mystery of that which is concealed and unknown because all of the mothers have a hand in your creation, in their process, and in your rejuvenation. John Halstead had the commentary by Morris Servius Honoratus translated from the original text, and it's his commentary on the Aeneid by Virgil. This is where Robert Graves stops short. I highly recommend you read it so that you can at least have a greater understanding as to where or how the White Goddess was inspired. The question I pose, not just to this symbol of the triple moon, but to anything that you encounter, is where did the origin, where did it originate, who created it, who wrote it, what was their perspective? Because in this translation, there's a constant reference to the moon, and so you have a male gaze into a mystery that he perhaps has no deeper understanding to. So when you see the symbol of a triple crescent versus a triple moon, my only question for you is, where did it come from? What was its original meaning and how did it gain the meaning it has today? If you refer back to the Black Madonna podcast, there's an article that I quote briefly from, Monuments by Chris Guy, I believe from the Oxford Handbook of the Archaeology of Ritual and uh, Religion. It does state that a symbol may not carry with it in a particular culture its original meaning. So it's just a little bit of food for thought that just because there may be some semblance or some connection to the past in a particular writing, in a particular text, one would need to really understand how this text came to be, what was the person's perspective as they brought this meaning to light. Servius's triple goddess included the phases of the moon. At this point in time, we are, where are we? We are looking at 4th century CE. At this point in time, female-centered cosmologies really did not exist in, in their natural form. So if I'm talking about cycles of light and I'm quoting a solar eclipse instead of a lunar, something lunar, that involves the stars or the sun and many things solar related by 4th century CE is completely attributed to male divinities. So all in all, it's a good read. It's a three-part series. It's on Patheos, and I will put the link to part three in the comments, and then you can connect back to 
part one and two, just so that you can get a better insight into where the triple moon symbol emerged from. Because there isn't a particular mythology or cosmology that is still in existence that is the origination for the triple moon. If there is, I would love to see it. So that's the point that I'm trying to make here. When you come across symbols, how did it originate? Where did it originate? What's the story around it? And if it helps you, that's great. However, if you're one of those like myself where such symbols made no sense whatsoever and it didn't connect to a cosmology that spoke to your soul deeply to the core of your being, then that's something for you to really keep in mind and not ignore. Where did it come from? How does it help? How does it not help? Now, is there a trinity within the cosmology of the seven great mothers? Yes, there is, but it's not separate or apart from the seven. It's a part of the seven. When we're talking about the rejuvenative principle, this is where the trinity or the tree unity comes into play. So like I said, or like it was revealed, it is a doctrine or a tenet of reincarnation, a tenet of rejuvenation. So what is the importance of the triple crescent as a tenet of reincarnation? If you are a divine birth priestess or you are wanting to come into alignment through your connection to the seven great mothers, then having an understanding as to the cycles of your essence helps to bring you into better alignment with what your role is in this lifetime. How do you prepare for those to come after you? How do you prepare so that Perhaps maybe you want to reincarnate somewhere down the line or even in your next life. How do you prepare so that the information that you leave behind can serve as a mnemonic device for memory so that when you do come back into being, it's not so much work to tap back in to your previous incarnation and to recall the memories and information that you need in order to perpetuate the lineage that you have chosen to preserve. That's what the Triple Crescent is, and that's why it's important. And that's why it's important to distinguish it from any other symbol that may look like it's similar, because it's not the same. The purpose is different. It's employed and engaged differently. Thank you for joining me today. Next week, we will begin introducing in pairs the seven great mothers. If you have any questions you'd like to ask, you can reach me at dia, D-I-Y-A, at cosmogenia, C-O-S-M-O-G-E-N-I-A, dot com. Ciao for now.